Welcome back to Who Gives a Hoot? Yeah, it's uh, it's Ryan and Ben outside Hardy Coffee in Benson. Yeah. Just an idyllic courtyard. Birds yeah, this are twittering. This is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you might hear random construction noises in the back. We're not sure. Yeah. That's oh, Riley's God. fault. Just blame Riley. That's, that's accurate. Yeah. No. And he's not even here to defend himself, so it's perfect. Uh, we're coming to you live Tuesday morning, the 1st of June. I guess not really live for you, live for us. Live but, for us. Uh, so we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. Uh, I guess we're six days on from our first loss of the season and uh, first loss in about ten months. Yeah. Since uh, September, we lost. We lose in October. I think September. In September. Yeah. September 2020. Um, you know, if you've been out anywhere, it sure looks like the pandemic's gotten solved. <laughs> um. And uh, we've got a match tomorrow night, 9 p.m., Grande, Arizona. Grande. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's in the Phoenix area. Love Grande, Arizona. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, how are you feeling six days on from uh, our first loss of the season? Um, I would say I'm glad that we uh, waited to record because <laughs> I, I, think, I think the night of the loss and a couple days after, I, I felt way worse about what happened. Uh, well, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, but obviously your your article, your data dump, um, I've told you uh, before this, I told you uh, over social media, I think that um, made me feel better about what happened. It didn't look as bad statistic-wise as maybe we thought it was. Um, not nearly as bad as the eye test. Yeah, the eyeball test did not pass yeah. at all. Do you, uh, let's dive right into this. Yeah, do, so you think, do you think the eyeball test had to do with the opponent. Like the way they play, you mean? No, no, no. Who we were playing. Like if we'd if we'd rolled that out against North Carolina FC, that game, that result, do you feel the same way? I probably feel worse if it's NCFC, honestly. Okay. If we rolled Tell out more. if we rolled out and played uh, eyeball test as poorly as we appeared to and lost one nil to NCFC, I think I'd feel a lot worse about it. Um just because they have not looked good mm. at all. Um, ha, I kind of, looking back, it reminded me of the other matches against Madison last season where we both are defensive-minded teams. We both like to... I know you all told us you want, want to play from the back. They're looking at possession. But we're, we are a counterattacking team. Absolutely. Madison's a counterattacking team. And yeah. It, it looked like two teams that were trying to figure each other out for a little bit. Trying to counterattack yeah. the counterattack. And and you sometimes get exciting matches when those things happen. And sometimes, the Champions League final? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you get uh, uh, really uh, boring matches or it looks like one team isn't doing anything. Um, I know from the statistics, we had probably more shots and we had more key passes and stuff than it looked like. I think the final third is what really is what's frustrating most people. Yeah. Um, and Did, uh, Discord, I think we had a couple of people even say, like, Hurst didn't show up. Um, I, dis I disagree I, with I that. Disagree. I, I, think... I disagree. I think the problem, it's a striker problem, is if you're scoring, people love you. If yeah. you're losing 1-0 and it looked like you should have put a couple chances away or people thought you should have played better, then they're going to hound you about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I... I I missed I missed the criticism of Greg Hurst. I would have jumped in to defend because I thought I thought he's our best attacking player out there, yep. besides of course Dami. Um, 
And I think, to me, one of the things that he did was, you know, he created a bunch of chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the header toward goal that uh, kind of fell just out of the range of Austin Poncho. Um, and that was that was one of our better chances of the season in terms of, uh, according to American Soccer Analysis's <laughs> game flow. Um, you know, so I, I, I thought that was interesting because it didn't look that great on video. Now, yeah. maybe that was a terrible camera oh angle. Oh, my God. Um, but got to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're less than five minutes in the pod. We're already complaining about it because it was bad. Um, and so, you know, there was that chance. And then, you know, there was the chance that Ethan – they where he laid off the ball to Ethan at the top of the right. box, and Ethan had a shot not quite as bad as JP's shot from uh, Fort Lauderdale <laughs> that went out, uh, you know, of the side, but like pretty bad. Yeah, it was it was not good. Uh, and I, you know, obviously Ethan is a very competitive guy, and yeah. I'm sure he would have wanted that one back, but he doesn't look like he's quite as sharp yeah. as, you know, it, there's rust. There's no yeah, yeah. Rust. There's there's rust. I mean, you know, I don't think he's gone from good to bad in one year. I, I think and. The, some of the flashes are there, but I think he wasn't as impressive in his start as he yeah. was in his recent substitute appearance. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think there was there was some conversation. I don't know where I saw it. Is Conway Conway being out for that match? Did that affect some of the offensive play? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Greg still plays the game he played. Uh, yeah. He got left on an island quite a bit, and not on purpose. We it's couldn't, just the way both teams played. We couldn't. And, and again, I, this is what I, I dug for in my column, but like it, it sure seemed like we couldn't get the ball anywhere. Right. Right. Like, you know, plenty of sure we passed between the center backs all day, but like we really couldn't get the ball past midway even, yeah. you know, it just really didn't seem like we were generating much. And then, you know, once we were, it was because they'd scored and we were, yeah. you know, hounding them but you know I I think that's an interesting to me what I think it the biggest um piece is you know I I think I I don't know if you want to call it uh you know we have 12 players 13 players who are at a super high level and like I think in many ways right you bring on the five subs you bring on and you'd almost if you knew we were going to play the game we played you'd almost start those five players and then bring yeah and then bring some of your more you know you know if you'd brought greg hurst off the bench in that game we probably would have scored yeah right you know the the fact is we we burned a lot of guys legs not at our best yeah and I, i we were kind of going to the same place mentally i think because in my head i was thinking we have a bench problem and, and we've kind of already had that conversation in other pods and, and privately, too, is who do you bring on that's that game changer, especially with that starting 11, knowing Conway's out? Yeah. Who, who's the guy you bring on that's a game changer that, that turns that game on its head that, you know, is just sitting there? And unfortunately for us to do that with a super sub of some kind, it almost is a starter sitting on the bench that has to come in. Well, I mean, you look at previous games where we've been able to bring guys like Nick Firmino, finalist mm-hmm. for you know Young Player of the Year last year, off the bench, or Ethan Vanacore Decker, right. you know, the thinking man's MVP of the league, like thinking person's MVP of the league last year, like you know, I, I think those are real impact substitutes, and I, you know, I don't want to disparage the guys that are coming off the bench for us because I think 
they all bring really valuable yep. things. But, you know, if again, if you look at Austin and Elma, mm -hmm. you know, those are guys that you feel great about closing out a game for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because they are going to put incredible pressure on a tired back line that's trying to push right. to win. But, you know, together they've, you know, scored a couple goals for, yeah. you know, and I was, I was rooting for Elma because uh, earlier in the week, Elma had told me that it's time to stop uh, screen capping his snap Snapchats. <laughs> and that would have been a really great story if he'd scored the tying goal. I could have, you know, threaded that all together, but <laughs> not the case. But sorry, I don't really know how to use Snapchat, Elma. But I think it's indicative of how little information the team puts out that I'm, uh, yeah, you know, I'm resorting to, use, to snap, you know, screen capping social media, yeah, try and dig through players. But uh, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it kind of that's a much better story if I'm gonna have gotten a goal. <laughs> I, I, it makes you wonder: Are we looking? I, I don't remember when the cutoff is, but are we looking? I think at other it's guys. Not today. No, it's not today. I don't believe. But you know, if if we if we if the cutoff was today, do we have the team that's going to make it through the next five months or so of a season? That I, I don't think we have a team that's below a top six team. But oh no! Are we are we finishing the way things are going? Are we finishing top four? It's, top two. Yeah. You know? Well, it, so let's let's talk through this. So interestingly enough, the guys who've been on the bench for us and coming off have been guys who contributed to right. our season last year, right? I think if you look at the back, you know, Jake Crawl hasn't gotten a lot of playing time this yeah. year, but, like, thank God for Jake Crawl, right? right? Because he can play any position across the back line. You could put him in at center back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could put him in at left back. Um, with Amir, probably don't have to put him in at right back, but I'm, you know, I'm sure you could. Yeah, he's been playing um, there a little bit. Yeah, and so, and, you know, he can play defensive midfielder and wing. So, right. like, you know, to have a guy on the bench who can play, like, seven positions, incredible. Well, um, I think you have a starter that can do that with Doyle. Yeah. You know, that was my argument. Um, somebody, I can't remember who it was, somebody put, asked the question, why not sub off Doyle? And they said, well, because you could sub on uh, Molina, for, you know, for Dami or Sosa, yeah, and drop Doyle back and play one of the outside backs on the back line, and right? You don't lose much because you still have a guy that knows how to play defense. Exactly. So you know, I mean, Jay's definitely utilizing those guys that he has in those positions. The problem is we have two, and we're not a hundred percent sure if we have other guys that can do that. Yeah, I, I think you know, if if we're looking at what we'd want to bolster the team, our midfield is fine mm -hmm. like we have more than enough great midfielders um i we can we have we, we i don't think we've even had a game where our six best midfielders have been fit because toby isn't yeah toby hasn't been fit yeah yet. yeah and and so i mean i i think you know once toby is there then you know that i think gives you another that puts someone who's been starting and playing very well on the bench for us yeah. which is maybe helps get toward that impact substitute but i think I think that, you know, goal scoring has always been the problem for this team. Absolutely. And we got one more great goal scorer in Greg Hurst. It's been working really well. But I, I think having that, it'll be interesting to see as the summer goes on what Jay does in terms of, like, rotating or, you know, whatever to have that. I don't know. I don't know. It. Yeah. Well, and we, well, don't, we don't know a lot about Evan. 
so we don't know how, yep. how how big that was. It could have been just a last minute thing. He picked up a it's knock a, of some kind. The season it's a long season. It's, you know, it's not quite twice as long as it yeah. was last year, it's but it's close. it's almost twice as long as and it was last year. And if we factor in that we could potentially have three playoff games depending on where we finish the season yeah. and you make the championship. I, that that, that, that it, adds, we play that plus one you know, one friendly, and that's twice as many yeah. games as we played last year. So, I, I, if it was a resting situation, I get it, especially against forward. Um, you know, you knew you knew the. I think Jay knows what he's going up against there. Um, I don't know what to take. Obviously, this is hindsight with our match, and then watching them again, seeing them win three one against Tormenta. You know, how much to take away that they put three on Tormenta when we put two, and neither of us yeah. are known for being goal scoring teams. I think. I think. Well, let's talk about the forward of it all. You know, I think, um, I think, one, it it could be a big mystery if they're actually good or not, right? Right. Um, you know, uh, friend of the pod, Chip DeRippa, points out that, uh, you know, Madison's win over Omaha is probably the best result any team's had in the league so far. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. You know, and I, I, I like that. I like that logic. Um, but then they've beaten and drawn to, like, they've played the three worst independent teams in the league, full stop. Right. Um, and maybe the three worst teams in the league, full stop, Right. so far. And, you know, obviously taking care of business is important. Absolutely. You know, and I don't want to knock that away from them. But a couple, couple of things. Um, early on, I haven't checked in a few weeks, um, but early on, the American Soccer Analysis website, they, on sort of those higher metrics like their results from the first few games uh and on uh sportsclubstats.com they have the second highest rpi in the league or they did going into the weekend they might have the highest now after that win interesting yeah so you know and i mean at, at the end of the day right we're trying to figure out now because we're only six games into the season or whatever who's good and who's not but at yeah. the end of the day like you play who you play and you get as many points as you can get right like, the fact that they're taking care of business is good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're good. I think we all thought they were going to be bad. I'm still not convinced they're good. But that kind of speaks to the question, do you think the loss was particularly tough because it was Madison? Yes. And did we have this conversation after we started recording or before? I think we were starting it well, right before. <laughs> I, I, I kind of took it a different direction, I think, when we had the conversation. Because mm. I, I, think, I think the original question we had was, if had it been a different team, you know, would it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, that we, was kind of our original conversation. But is it, is it a, does it feel like a bad loss because it was Madison? I think yes. I think that... Um, you know their first season, they, uh, they you know they squeaked into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, they were just kind of right there. Last season, they were really up and down. Obviously, they were playing farther away from home. Their team had a lot of issues yeah. with that. I mean, they had a bad season, right? Yeah. They fired their coach. They got rid of most of their players. And yep. you know, I, I think we talked at some point about our games against them last year. I'd say the big difference between our games against them last year and this year is uh, we dominated them last year. and We didn't get anything right. from it. Um, we were clearly the better team, and they frustrated us, and they looked much better than us for a good part of that yeah. game. Yeah, and obviously if you look at it from the statistical side, it doesn't look as bad that way. Um, I, I think, too, that um, 
some some fans knowing that uh, that Madison fans haven't engaged and made it a rivalry maybe irks us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a few. Well, people, you know, respect is mutual. Yes, that's very true. But you know, it's one of those things <laughs> where it was like. I, I think people uh, expected fans to engage a little bit more. And last season, with it being a COVID year. Yeah. And with, well, you know not everybody's in it for the banter, right? Yeah, exactly. And, that, and I think it was one of those issues that some people kind of – it's kind of one of those like, well, the team didn't look good and their fans aren't engaging, so – Yeah, yeah. And then the nonsense with their front office, right. like, calling us out, like, 15 minutes after – Yeah. Like, saying we deserve to get COVID because we printed shirts in advance or something. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's stuff like that where I think people it, it felt a little bit more personal. Um, it doesn't quite feel like the same type of rivalry that the Greenville has turned into. I think the Greenville one has been a hey, little bit more. Hey, we're the two best teams in the league. Right. Like we're the two coolest supporter groups in the league. Exactly. Like let's you know. But I, I think that Madison, especially playing them four times this year, um, yeah. I think especially if we can go in there on Sunday. Um, on the sixth and, and beat them even, you know, I, I know we did our, I don't know if you've done your predictions or not, so I don't want to tell you. No, of course I haven't. Yeah. Sorry, JR. <laughs> but, um, you know, I know a few of us are, are picking basically the reverse scoreline, you know, us I, picking I mean, I up. I think that's pretty. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we turn around and go into their home and, and pick up a one nil, I think it intensifies that rivalry a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would like it to be some, I, but I think that's why it kind of hurts a little bit more because there's just so many like Emotions for supporters. There's, yeah. there's more emotional behind it. It's a team like from a personal level, like you know, if you could go like four, like if you win four games and lose the rest, right, or win every other game, yeah, and lose those four to Madison, like that's that's a that that is not an automatic. I want to win every other game but Madison, right? right. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a element of, like, I think, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about how rivalries are developed. Right. And, like, you know, I spent some time behind the wheel of the team's Twitter account chirping at Madison fans and, you know, according to my wife, haven't gotten over it yet. But, uh, you know, so I, I think, like, I understand that animosity and, like, I certainly want to beat the brains out of them and embarrass them yeah. at their historic baseball stadium at any time I can. But, you know, I, I think one of the things I had said last year is, like, they can say it's not a rivalry as much as they want. Right. And then we're going to show up and they're going to realize just how much they hate us. Yep. And I think that's what's happened. And it hasn't, you know, it hasn't turned into anything, like, a cup or a trophy because it's it's too bad natured, right? Like, right, yeah. you know, and you have like people online saying they want to fight us and like stuff like that. It's yeah. just, you know, it's. I, uh, but but bad, you know. I think we all look at like, oh, a good natured rivalry is good for soccer. But a, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, as a Rapids fan, there wasn't a lot of good natured rivalry with yeah. Real Salt Lake. Well, I like we had like, some uh, we had some this, pretty mean anti Mormon songs that we would sing. This is where I bring in. Um, bringing college football because we are in Nebraska. But no, I think it's perfect, perfect the, comparison. The Nebraska-Oklahoma rivalry, rivalry reminds me of Union Omaha-Greenville. Like, it was the mutual respect for a long time. They were the two best teams. Yeah. They, they exchanged Big 8 conference championships. Right. 
And then Colorado came in. <laughs> what, a, what a perfect example. Right? That's Col- so good. Colorado, and I'm not saying Madison was co- is Colorado bad like they were in the mid-90s. After Colorado they, yeah. bad lap. Oh, but, oh, bad off the bad, field. Bad off, yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, McCartney comes in and turns Colorado into a winner um, and, and basically tells Boulder, Colorado, and the state of Colorado, we hate Nebraska now. Yeah. And it became a very vicious rivalry for a long time where people yeah. got stuff thrown at them. Uh, I was in Estes Park as a kid. There was a guy in Estes Park that owned a Nebraska memorabilia store. Yeah. No, I, I, I am familiar. He told me a story one time about how uh, when Nebraska played Colorado and we blocked a field goal to win the game, there were literally people outside the, the, his store with torches <laughs> And this is the mindset of Colorado fans because it's backwards to me. They were going to burn his store down if they won the game, but when the block, kick got blocked, for some reason, that was the thing that deterred them. Not sure why, backwards thinking in my yeah, mind. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I think the Bra- I, think, I think Union Omaha and forward, kind of, I don't think it's going to get that vicious. I don't think people are going to necessarily. But, <laughs> but I, I think it's turned into more of the animosity side of things. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody's necessarily come out from a front office or a coaching side and said, we hate these guys. But I think that the fan base has kind of driven that in some sense. Yeah. Um, well, I think with a lot of the ticket stuff, I think the front office needs to be a little more, right. you know, out there. But I. It also doesn't hurt that they uh, that, are employing a former Union Omaha front office member at Ford Madison currently. Grant? Yeah. Grant got a job? That's, uh, uh, that's according to Chip the Oh, Ripa. that's awesome. So, I love Grant. Nobody yeah. was a bigger fan of Grant than I was. No, Grant was a great guy. But, yeah. You know, that, that sometimes adds some of that to it, you know. I don't think Grant, that, if you're listening, I miss you, buddy. I'm yeah. happy for you. I don't know that Grant's going to turn around and say he hates you, you know, Omaha out of nowhere, but... Uh, no one, no one would, no one who worked at that team would be better equipped for a heel turn than Grant, though. So, well, yes, I yeah. love the pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, that's good. What, I, should we? Let's talk. What? Just. Oh yeah, go ahead. I think you know, we're talking about the type of rivalry. This is not the type of rivalry where the two teams are going to play a soccer match the day before. No, 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 no. That's I that's you know I don't think not show- advisable. I don't think we're uh, showing. I don't think we're going to do a um, a charity thing with them where it's let's raise money and donate to some no. play. I don't. I don't see a lot of that stuff happening. I just see it a lot of, um, and and I have no problem with some even the one of the Madison fans tweeted out uh, and. A meme was made about it, which I don't know if I necessarily agreed with. But of um, if you're not a Madison fan this week, don't don't at me. And yeah, yeah, I saw the tweet. Yeah, but I'm one of those I'm one of those people. It's like I get it. Like yeah, you know, uh, don't come at me. I'm because I, I think it was kind of one of those. I'm not gonna be kind in my responses, yeah. which no, and I totally think, get it. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah, um, I think to me the the criticism, complaint, frustration is like if you feel that way. Just acknowledge that, like, this is a rivalry. Right, exactly. Right? You know what I mean? Like, don't don't spend, you know, 350 days of the year saying this is not a rivalry, and then when we're playing, be like, I hate these guys. I couldn't possibly, like, dialogue real, with you on it. The real question becomes, Has their, uh, have their Jedi mind tricks worked on us? And we, they're living rent-free in our, in our heads. Obviously. Um, because because you and I have spent, I don't know how much time. More than we spent talking about the yeah. game. Not that there was much to talk yeah. about from our end, but. But I, I think, you know, it, it, if they don't want to acknowledge it as a rivalry, it's working from a fan base standpoint to raise the ire of 
of uh, Union Omaha fans, yeah, Parliament members specifically, I think, because most of us are the ones that are active. Yeah, on but I, and media. I but I think you know the casual the casual fan, you know, has um, feelings about Madison. Sure, right from basketball, from soccer, yeah. or from football. Football for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So like I, I think. You know, I, I think outside of those supporters groups, there there's a natural inclination well, to rivalry work. I think there's questions. You see the questions even on uh, Union Omaha's official pages and stuff, like on Facebook or responses of, why isn't there a Bird Cup? Why isn't there this? Yeah. Why don't we? And, you know, and it's even casual soccer fans that are just like, I don't get why this isn't a, a rivalry. And um, I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's turned into something that, the people under they understand uh, regional things, especially being college a college football state for so long. Um, I think for a long time they understood even in Omaha with Creighton before they moved out of the valley and they went to the Big East. They understood regional rivalries with a lot of the teams in the valley. Yeah. Um, I I went to the University of Northern Iowa and mm. I cheered against Creighton actively because we were in the same conference. Yeah. Like, it was just one of those things, and it, we were just across the state from each other, but. Yeah, you just wonder how much, how much that's why the even the casual fans are like this should make more sense than it does. Right, right. Um, it's like how do you explain to a casual fan in Omaha? They're like, no, no, no. Madison fans care. We're more about their rivalry with Richmond than they do right. with us. And then it's like, and, and why we, Richmond? Well, let me explain. It's a long story. Like, here's a great article from USL League One about the origins of it. And like, exactly. Well, yeah. and I, I think if we could use the the. The comparison to like Nebraska, Oklahoma with Greenville, I yeah. think fans would understand that. No, I, I thought yeah, that was. I think, I the, I think was the casuals would understand that because they would go, "Okay, yes, I remember." Especially yeah. older fans, I you know even people from our generation. Oklahoma wasn't great in the '90s, but it was still a big deal. I remember uh, my freshman year of college. This is. That's right. Tangents are fun. We've yeah, only yeah, gone, yeah, we've yeah, gone yeah. less than 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still doing great. But a uh, little bit too much college football content. But my freshman year of college, I was on the East Coast, uh, and I lived in a dorm, and a guy who lived like below me in one room over was from Oklahoma. I was from Nebraska. And that was the year where Eric Crouch caught the gadget pass. I was, and, like, I was at that game. I remember uh, just going nuts in the dorm watching it and him like being absolutely crushed. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, and, so, yeah. You know, Nebraska's never been great again. No, yeah. Um, but, but it is, it's one of those things that I think, going back to the Madison match, I think a 1-0 one, a one loss this early in the season, if, if we truly, if we come back, Tomorrow being the, yeah. the next match, if we yeah, come yeah. Back if we and play beat, poorly in the desert, yeah. But if we beat Toronto, even you know a one a one nil. You want to preview there, that match? Yeah, we'll let's get to yeah. that. Um, if we if we win that and we come back Sunday and get some kind of a result, knowing that we've been on this long home stretch, yeah. And we come back, so that, that would mean that mean we lost one game in six away from home, right? So if we did that, even if we even if we draw again, three wins, and, that would be three wins, two draws, one loss. Yeah, so we're walking out with 11, eleven points out of sixteen. I I think that all the heck yeah. end of the season you go okay. We didn't we didn't, didn't we didn't fumble the bag. Yeah, this stretch this is the toughest stretch of our season. Absolutely. If you believe that we're a team built for Warner Park, right? Like. Mm -hmm. The thing I look forward to with Sunday, just since we're still talking about Madison, yeah. is they played tonight, the night we're recording on yep. Tuesday, uh, against Fort Lauderdale. Who and it's in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, they yeah. played tough at home. I think Fort Lauderdale is a good team. I think they're better than most of us expected. I had them. I had them uh, 
after the Greenville game, I had them as the third best team in the league. Yeah, I think that I think that's fair. I think they're that good. I think they could be the North Texas yeah. team this year. Uh, although and they're not even playing the MLS guy that got yeah, loaned to them I know. for these DP problems. I, I will say I will say that Chattanooga's looked really good too. I, I think so too, uh, and yeah. and has had a great start. Yeah, I agree. Um, and has been winning games in a clutch. Yeah, way. absolutely. I think Chattanooga's looked really good. Um, but I think I think that. Knowing that they play tonight, we play tomorrow. We're going into that match uh, essentially on the same amount of rest, only playing a night apart. Yeah. Um, they've had to travel pretty far going to Florida. We've had to travel to the desert. Yeah. Um, so they, they're, they're not on the same amount of travel because we obviously have to come to Omaha and drive back to Madison. Ugh. But, Ugh. but I, Gosh, I, do you think they can get a waiver for that? I mean, I don't know why you'd want to fly into the Dane Cook Memorial Airport, but... You, I would hope that they, we could fly in. Yeah, I mean, at least fly in and take a bus back, right? Yeah. But, like, oh. oh. And, and I, I kind of commented on that um, wrapping up the, the last Madison match. How much is it a difference of traveling via bus multiple hours to the match versus flying in? And, you know, does that have an impact on how guys are traveling? Because either way, we traveling did, we did look We did look a little flat. Yeah. And, I mean – and it wasn't like Jay got the lineup wrong. Right. It wasn't like I, – I didn't – the only thing that I thought maybe we got wrong tactically in that game was we were you, – you know, and it, from literally the first kick of the ball, we just kicked it to their center backs. Right. And, and like – And we know they sit deep. Yeah. And, and like we – I think there was some, some point early on where they'd had – 66% of the possession. Right. Now, we closed out with 51%, which, you know, as usual, when we have over 50%, we lose. But <laughs> it, that may be as symptomatic of, like, we were forced to chase the game in the yeah. last 30 minutes. But, man, I, well, and so I, I don't know why we did so badly. Speaking of that last 30 minutes, because I think one of the things we know, and to end this on a positive yeah. before we preview tomorrow night's match, I think that those last 30 minutes, we looked a lot more dangerous. We were able to keep the ball, obviously, mm-hmm. our possession. I mean, yeah. you go from having 33%, 34% of the possession to now, and then finishing with, yeah. now 51 to 49 isn't a huge difference, but ending with the majority of possession in that instance, I think Jay unlocked something. He figured it out. And if he has, knowing that we have one more that Breeze Stevens and then the other two we play them are in Here. Omaha, yeah. I, I think that we could get results. Even if we get a draw on Sunday and then we come back to Omaha and get two wins, taking 10 points out of a possible, you know, yeah, out of 16. a possible 16, I, I think we're good. I mean, I, I'm, okay with, I'm okay with walking away from, well, 10 out of 12, I guess, technically, you know, four matches. You know, they get three and we walk away with – with all the ma- all the points at that point, I, you know the other points, that that helps us way more. Um, yeah, yeah. And and knowing that we have a long home stretch, mid to late of the season, makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, I also, I said this before, but I keep going back to reading all of the analysis that you were able to do and see. It made me feel better going into the Toronto match tomorrow. Yeah. Knowing that we may have looked flat, but we still played our game, and we, we still looked like we were we were holding yeah. our game. Um, so, I, I guess let's let's talk about Toronto. And, and, a little bit. and just to put a bow on this, yeah. you know, like we're not going to have an invincible season, Mm-mm. right? You know, and I think 
Not with an unbalanced schedule. I mean, that's... I mean, like, you know, it just doesn't happen, right? right. Like, it's the league, the differences in the league are too narrow. Exactly. For, like, anybody can beat anybody on any given day, right? Absolutely. And it's... We've I, already seen it besides Madison beating us this season. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen um, we've seen results that a lot of people will go, oh, yeah, wasn't expecting that. Right. You know, Toronto is a great example. Their first match, everybody's like, okay, they have a... They haven't played as a team for a whole year. Right. A lot of these guys got good. laid out. Our preview, a lot of us picked them close to dead last. Yeah. I think, I think our wasn't our cumulative them. Like, I, I do think, yeah, 12, near the bottom, yeah. 11 or 12. They were somewhere in there. So I, I think that there's teams that are going to get results. Um, you know, obviously these academy teams are playing with a slightly different caliber player than than we expect sometimes. And yeah. Some of those guys got some good experience in the CPL last year, so... Well, and, you know, so Toronto. We're playing yeah. Toronto Wednesday night. And they're night not playing in front this. of fans. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's no different for them. Yeah. Um, it's just a little warmer, a little sunnier. They also are able to play with lights on because uh, they tend to not turn the lights on in Toronto for them. Yeah. Um, so so what do we – Toronto's a weird team this year to me. So what, are their, what have their results been? So I know, I, know that first game, I know that first game they won. I had put that on because North Texas delivers nothing but pure chaos. And I saw something I'm not sure I've ever seen, which is like literally back-to-back handballs. So stoppage time in that game. Yeah, those are what, three penalties or two penalties th- There were in a two. Row. There were two penalties in a row. So it was a handball for, I mean, not that, you know, Union Omaha's ever. We've gotten one in 21 right. games. Not as bad as the Rapids. The Rapids got their first penalty since 2018 or 2019 this weekend, yeah. and they missed it. Just fun. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, okay, so that first game. So here's what we know about. First, yeah. let me do this. Here's yeah, yeah. what we know about North Texas. When North Texas travels, they do not bring a lot of the guys that mm. could be the, the the tweeners, the guys that bounce up to FC yeah. Dallas, right? So they traveled to Arizona because that's where Toronto's playing right now. Yeah. Uh, until Canada decides to open things back up. That's that was the two one result that kind of caught everybody by surprise. And Toronto was clearly the better team. Right. I mean, North Texas did they got a, they got a handball penalty on a fluke play. Absolutely. Literally, immediately like the play did not stop between kickoff yep. from the previous handball penalty. Yeah. Till their handball penalty. Yeah. It was it was, it was it was a crazy. And that was their only real chance. Yep. And I, I so they played well. Uh, then they. The interesting thing is they're sharing. They, they aren't they sharing with Tucson? No, I or it's close to Tucson. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I don't think so it is. I think it's either way. They didn't have to travel far. Yeah. Uh, or Tucson didn't have to travel far. I'm sure it's a them. one day bus ride, right? Yeah. Like they're not spending the night. It's probably. I, I'm guessing they're probably an hour or so apart. Yeah. If they are, and you but probably crash. Tucson. To Tucson. Up, four days later comes in and beats them two one. Now, I think Tucson is a better team than they've shown so far. I think they have this in them. It's Everybody just, does, I don't. Yeah, they're just I think they're finding their feet. <laughs> and then they traveled to North Texas. They played North Texas twice in uh, in a week essentially because they yeah, played the 22nd. They're playing 20th. they're playing every 3 days for like 6 weeks right. or every they, twice a week for 6 weeks because or they started the latest out of any yeah. team. So then they went to North Texas and it was a 1-1 uh, draw. So so far they have they they have one in each column. They have a win, a loss, and a draw. So I don't know that we have a lot of information on them. Now, we talked about the eyeball test with us against Madison. Yeah. I would say Toronto, the eyeball test, they always look dangerous going forward. Yeah. No, I mean we're we're gonna have to deal with Garrett McLaughlin. Yep. 
first round draft pick for MLS. Um, and he's looked really good. Scored he scored every goal for them. Yeah. I don't know I don't know who scored in that uh Let's see, draw so. against North Texas, but I know he scored the other three. He scored yeah, he, he scored, scored the two, two in that game, he scored the one against Tucson. No, the one against Tucson was Antonoglu. I don't him. Okay. I butchered that name. I apologize if he's listening. And All then and then he got the one in the draw. Against... All the TFC fans out there were yeah. sorry. And now the other thing about that their last match against North Texas is Alex Bruce got that the the tying goal late. Mm. It was the 96th minute oh, when wow. he scored that goal. Um, I'm a big fan of Alex Bruce. Nice. I, th- I think I think he's a really good player. But um, you know them getting that late that result. It's a one-one draw. But I, knowing that. Toronto, I mean, he's, they scored in the 58th minute, and then they give up, you know, essentially 40 minutes later is when they give yeah, up. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they held a lead for quite a while on a, on a, in North Texas. I mean, they were playing yeah. down, in, down in Dallas. Well. But, and, again, this goes area. to the, like, it's either teams are good and teams are not good or anything can happen on any night. Yeah. And well, this leans more toward anything can happen on any night. Although, or the other alternative, North Texas is just not that good this season. Yeah, I, I have I'm a, kind of leaning toward it. I have a feeling they, they're kind of in a, a rebuilding mode as much as an academy can be. I think a lot. Yeah. They've either sold guys off or pulled them up to the first team. They are not playing a ton of academy guys right no. now. They're playing a lot of players they went out and found. Correct, yeah. That would, you know, could grow into first team players right. or whatever. Like, I, I think it's, it's the same age group demographic yeah. kind of thing, but like. A lot of those guys are pulled from all over. And I, I think Toronto, as an MLS side, they have a good setup as a team. Yeah. Um, they, they, they've found the right formula of young guys on their MLS side with the veterans, you know, bringing in guys like Bradley and Altador and guys like that that have helped them win. Yeah. So I, I think that they have a good setup. I think their academy setup is good. I, I think we just underestimated a team that didn't have a full season as a team. Oh, I mean, I don't think – We'll see, right? Yeah. Now, I, now, with all that being said, I think that we we have given up two goals all season. N- neither goal has been by, except in my opinion, uh, exceptional play by the other team. I think both goals have been that we've given up have been mistakes made by our players. We yeah. talked about it with Elal. It- yeah, you know, in that Greenville match, I I think that the goal we gave up to Madison that easily could have ended zero zero. I think one it just shows you one mistake. Can they lead. they were they were dangerous at times, but but never dangerous enough that I I never felt like they were peppering Shido with tons of shots. No, no. you know it, it was it was a mistake that was made. We left it open, and Shido was left on an island a little bit, and yeah, it, and those like, things are going to happen, like the Greenville goal. After that initial mistake, sure, heroic defensive play could have could have made the Absolutely. difference, but you also say that mistake doesn't happen, the goal doesn't happen mm-hmm. on both of them, right? Absolutely. You know, and I think that's what I, I'm not. I, I mean, and I, I think, think McLaughlin's a good player, but how much of their game has been get the ball to him? You know. Yeah. And, and so, I, I think all this to be said. I think our back line. I think Jay starts the same four. I think he likes that back four. I, I think they're going to play every game until injuries or until somebody's unplayable. Right. Or you know, somebody I guess that, unplayable has a such thing, a horrible like, string of games. Yeah, there so, were a few times where last season, you know, going back to the Tormenta thing, which yeah. again you and I talked about being about the time we played as disappointingly in the first half as right. last week. But like it, you go back to that game. And he pulled off Luke Houseworth and Jake Crawl right. at halftime, and 
I don't remember Luke playing badly in that game, but Jake was just getting abused. Well, and, and I just I think the pairing to him just didn't make sense. Yeah. And then after that, he found. And I think he he has his two starting center backs. You're not replacing Sosa. He's your club captain right now. No. Who and took the, Who t- took the armband after he went off? I did not see. I didn't see either. Get at us at social media if you know the answer to this. I know that uh, in the preseason, Elma wore it uh, for a couple matches, so I don't know when he subbed on if he was. I, I don't know if we have a vice captain necessarily 100% picked yeah. if it just kind of goes to whoever is on the field. It may have even been Connor. Um, that would know, be my he's, guess. He's a veteran leader but, on that field. I think that he's already earned the respect of a lot of the guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, with his career, how can you? I mean, like. Yeah. You but know. I think. The other thing that we, we've been talking about that I think will bolster our team is if Toby gets back at any point. I don't know if he's back tomorrow. I doubt it. Um, but if you have a guy that really can play that anchoring defensive mid, he likes to tackle. He likes to be aggressive. Yeah. If we have another, essentially another center back back there. Well, and playing, it allows JP to get forward more Exactly. Too. But you have another guy that is just that extra line of defense. Um Elal's comments always stick in my head now about the size of field and why he likes playing certain places. Yeah. I don't know how big the field is that they're playing. I think on. it looks. I think it looks pretty big. I've watched yeah. like a couple games there now. I, I think that Bree Stevens is kind of like kind of like Warner. It's a little bit smaller, so the ball's on top of those. Well, center, I mean, you know, the diff- it was built as a baseball right. stadium. But I, I think that those the ball's on them quicker, just like in Warner Park. So you always have to be on. So if it's a bigger field, that helps our defense a little bit because you can recover a little bit better. Um, I just I think if they find a way to to shut down shut down McLaughlin, I think that we have enough we have enough uh, quality in our midfield and with our strikers, especially if Evan is able to be back. Yeah. But I think even Ethan now getting a start under his belt, getting some of that rust off again, even if he's starting, I don't know that up top is his best position. But it's not. But you know, he, I mean, it, uh, like, he makes he's making do. Yeah. Um, but if, if if even if Ethan I don't think now up is top, probably, I think I don't think up top is a like in the role he was asked to play in that game. Right. I don't think that's his best. I think his best might be the right side of a front three. Yeah, right, which kind of works as a right midfield right. in our system. But and I think uh, the other thing you all told us was their whole philosophy is if we don't give up a goal, we have at least one in us per match. Yeah, I, I think there's no nothing saying we can't go down to Arizona grab a goal and leave with uh, one nil yeah. win. Um, we may even be able to grab a couple. I mean, the reality is, is our trip to Tucson, <laughs> the last time we went to Arizona, went, uh, went that was a fun game. fairly well. It was a it was a fun match to watch. Um, Sam Howard's only only start that season, right, last season? No. No, no that was when they came here. That was when they came here? Yeah. Okay. Got him mixed around. Yeah, yeah. It happens. There's a lot um, of, I've drank a lot of beer since then and during then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's. I don't. I mean, I don't want to discount Toronto. I don't want to say like, oh, we're just going to walk in. I think they're a dangerous team. Yeah. I, watching them on the opposite side where they've defended, I think that they have young guys in the back, and I think that it shows from time to time. And I think that's how Tucson got two goals on them. Um, they have not kept a clean sheet this season. Now, granted, one of those was a penalty. Just uh, so there is a part of me that is worried. Because we we started so brightly, right? In terms of scoring, right? And then we've gone two, two, one, one, zero, right? And you know, I, I I'm not sure our play has 
diminished overall. No. But, like, that 1-0 game against New England, we looked great. Yeah. But in our game against Greenville, we looked fine. Yeah. And then we looked bad. So I, I just, I'm, I, I we don't be- have a lot of experience as fans. Mm-hmm. And with this team losing, right? So, like, we've never really lost and bounced back. Right, right. We, yeah, we, we streak, as you said. Yeah, and, and so I, I think there's a part of me that is very worried about this game. Yeah, do we go – we have two road games left. Is it a three-game uh, losing stretch on the road? Gosh. Honestly, if we – I would feel closer to that if we draw or lose to Toronto tomorrow. Yeah. I have a bad feeling about Sunday. I think that if the boys can go down and get a win – even if it's an ugly one one nil victory, but you get you don't go on a, a losing streak of any kind. Yeah, you don't lose two in a row. Yeah, but it's like okay, that was a fluke. Look, we were able to play our game. We got a, a result. Let's go back to Madison. We've already seen them. Now that we've already seen them, we may be able to prepare for them differently. I, I, I would feel better about going into Madison and getting some kind of result. Yeah. I'm okay leaving Madison with a draw. Yeah. On Sunday. I, yeah. I think getting that one point there is is more than is more than fine for us. It goes back to the fact that like it's hard as fans to view Madison as just right one game out of twenty eight. Right. Right. But it's one game out of twenty eight. Exactly. And that's all we probably need to preview for that because if we lose against Toronto, we should definitely have another pod. Yeah. I mean, in between. I think. I think going. I think going down there is gonna. It's gonna be a different feel in Arizona, and I think Jay probably shoots some ass. Yeah. This week, I think that there has been a little bit of, what are we doing? Um, I think the boys are gonna do that to themselves. Uh, yeah, I, I think he probably doesn't have to, and I think it's hard to single out. Well, effort, I think it's, I think right? Like the effort was there, right? Yeah. Like it was. It was almost like skill was missing. Right. Uh, well, and, and maybe. Chuas maybe sounds a little bit harsher than I'm, I'm thinking. I, I think it's going to be one of those, hey, guys, we did everything we need, we could. We just need to figure this out. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. maybe it's watching goal celebrations again. I don't know. Yeah. But we got we got to figure something out. Um, we definitely cannot go on another scoreless streak. I think we need to – if Greg gets one down, in, down against Toronto, um, you know, just to kind of keep him going, I mean, he would have scored – you know, basically every other game at that point. Yeah. Um, you know, we've the hard, like you said, the hardest part is our sample size was essentially 16 games last year, and we've played what, five, four. We've, four. Yeah, we've played a quarter of the season. Yeah. So last I mean, year. we've played. And it's 20, not even right. We've played 20 matches so far, and yeah. we're trying to make wholesale conclusions about what this team is. Well, and then I think you know, just speaking to that feeling of dread, you know, I, I think some of it is. Last year, we lost halfway. First loss was halfway through the season, right? And but it wasn't wasn't even a third of the way through a normal season, right? Eight games out of twenty-eight, and so like it's too early to panic. And it also came on the heels of a pretty big loss, injury-wise, of a player. Yeah, but like I I I mean, it's a mentally. I I just want to come back to it's a mentally tough team, right? And like we had infinite rest it's early in the season yeah. like it's the fifth game of the year like the guys were off for 10 days well, I'm, I'm talking about last season oh yeah, the, yeah you yeah. know when fair the, enough with Dami's ribs with Dami's ribs yeah. well you know, 
that that streak also coincided with one of our brightest, not only defensive players, but really helping on the offensive side. And and you're trying to then that late in the season, yeah, quote unquote late in the season, halfway through a season, losing a guy that was contributing that much, getting key passes, getting chances in. That is gonna. It's gonna take a few games to reset from that because somebody's coming in trying to fill that role. Where this early in the season, taking a loss, you can kind of reset and go, okay, hey, we still played our game. We're okay. One loss isn't gonna kill us for the playoffs. Yeah. We have. You our know, goals are intact. We have 24 matches left this season, so we can still go out there. We can still end the season on top of the table. I mean, we still have everything yeah. in front of us. Yeah. The only thing that really, I mean, before was it. By July, we've played Madison every time. Yeah. I mean, before July is out, before the summer is even out, we'll have played Madison all four times. So even if we end up drawing them the rest of the time against them, we know that we're not going to see them again unless it's in the playoff. And so yeah. that, that makes me feel better too. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I think I think us recording next definitely depends on what happens tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, I think that if we get a win there and we get a result against Madison, we'd probably hold off. But if if there's a loss tomorrow night, I think we're, we're going to be... We, we might need an emergency pod. You guys will be emergency podding without me, though. I will be moving this weekend into my new home. So, oh, nice. Um, but, no, I, I definitely, even if we get one out, like, Sunday or Monday. But, yeah, I, I think that Sunday, Sunday looms only because of what happened last Wednesday. Well, and the emotion factor of it. If Absolutely. we went to, if we went to Tucson twice in the, you know, in a yeah. three-game stretch, you'd, you'd just, you'd snooze it off. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I want to point out, uh, Jr. will be releasing his, uh, our pick'em, thing, and this will probably be coming out after that. I assume, okay. or right, coinciding with it. But to go, Jr. made a comment on our Discord that we have uh, saying. We we also as a uh, as a WGAH media um, empire also had a bad week to coincide with the teams. Mm, I got my first week. exacto though. You got an exacto, but we also went like seven for forty two. I think <laughs> so. A, as a group, we I did had a not great be great. Um, <laughs> I had a great week that I moved into sole possession of second place, nice. and I'm feeling good about that. I think I'm off the bottom. I had a yes, you are. Luke is uh, at the bottom, which maybe that's why he didn't want to Seems record very with us. busy all of a sudden. Yeah, all of a sudden, he couldn't make Can't things Can't do it, guys. Work. Sorry, I'm busy. Sorry, I had a memorial Sorry, I'm busy day. tonight, too. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I got the I got the uh, Tucson, the 2-1. I got that one right, and then... Um, I was watching that game hoping for a second goal. Yeah, <laughs> I got, that was the win I got, and then my exacto was there. With uh, with Chattanooga, so I think that uh, I think we're feeling good so far. We're doing great. Uh, Jr. mysteriously, as the writer of said blog, is somehow in first place. Mm. I don't know how that works. I think he's, I think, check he's his, I think he's a savvy gambler. Yeah. I I would <laughs> say I should check his math, but Jr. knows better than I. Yeah, exactly. I'm math. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think this is probably a good place to to wrap up. Well, I, I got one last question. Okay, let's do it. What's our last question? Who gives a hoot? We, we do! do.